No, don't. Anne Frank's crucial. <laughs> I mean, my kids, my kids studied Anne Frank a lot at school. I studied Anne Frank myself. Come back, Bianca. I, mean, I, I thought everyone would know. And on that bombshell. <laughs> Turn the microphone off. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the APW Property Pod. It's a slightly different approach this time around. We've got an expert in to speak with with us. So who have we got? It's me, Callum Williamson. I'm here firstly with Stuart Williamson. How are you, Stuart? I'm just great. How are you? Great, thank you. And thirdly, n- not in that order though, that's not the order, um, Bianca Vandenberg from GetGround. How are you, Bianca? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me today. No worries. Thank you very much for uh, coming on board, uh, coming on board and having a chat with us. So what are we doing today where rather than Stu and I catching up every Monday and, and putting a podcast out, which I think is quite funny and I think people have been enjoying it, we're going to try and bring in uh, another expert to speak with us in more detail on a specific topic. So um, can you tell us a bit more about your area of expertise, Bianca? What do you do? What do you help clients do within property? Uh, yes, yes, I can indeed. Um, so I work with a company called GetGround and we are a, a formation company, formation agent, and we specialize in the setting up and managing of property holding companies for those investors that are purchasing real estate in the UK. And we help the, those investors to enhance the investments being made um, and uh, and basically offer very good um, tax-efficient solutions. Great. Okay, thank you. And I think um, I think it's you, so useful to have you here um, talking with us because one of the most common questions we are getting at the moment, I'm sure Stu will back me up on this, is how should I own? Should I own via a company? How do I own via a company? What are the tax benefits? And many other uh, iterations of that question. So um, is, is that something you've been finding, Stu? As a matter of fact, yes, because Wonderful. people do say, you know, with tax in the UK going up and up, you know, Boris Johnson, I think, announced last week another tax bombshell, as they're calling it. You know, they've got to claim back somehow, as all economies around the world, they've got to claim back all the taxes that have been spent on this COVID business. And as China China is unwilling to pay up, it looks like we'll have to pay from our own taxpayers instead. So consequently, taxing properties is probably going to increase as well. So to, to earning a property in a tax-efficient format is crucial if we're going to be successful by to let landlords. Okay, wonderful. And right, just to change tack quickly before we before we go into a bit more detail, Bianca, you're from the Netherlands. Are you, are you not? I've come up with a few interesting facts about the Dutch. If Can I share them with you? And you can sort of maybe let me know if, if they're correct or not. Yes, you can. <laughs> I haven't lived in the Netherlands since 2003, so I'm not sure how, how well my knowledge is on my own country, but let's go. Okay, right. There's two, these are two of my favourites. Back in the 10th century, carrots were originally white, purple or pale yellow. So how did they get their distinct orange colour? Story goes that when William of Orange, King William III, helped the Dutch win independence. Do you know this one? I've been told this one by oh. Brits. Oh, okay. Well, maybe this is where I'm getting it from. Um, when he helped them defeat the Spanish or gain independence from the Spanish, the, the Dutch farmer, farmers honoured the king by turning their carrots orange through clever breeding. How amazing is that, though? Ooh, that is extraordinary. Isn't, isn't that? But, and Sorry. And then the, the second one I was going to say you would like, the, the Dutch are responsible for inventing gin. 
Yeah, Yeneva. Yeah, that's it. That's what it says here, yeah. Yeneva. Um, that's extraordinary. But I've got a couple of. I've got, I've got some some bones to pick with the Dutch. Okay, um, one of the famous famous sayings is: "If it ain't Dutch, it ain't much." Is that true? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I've heard that one. Did you did you actually know that Dutch courage, where where that phrase came from? Mm. Uh, no, I don't. I would something to do with the gin, maybe. So uh, no, no, no. Apparently, when uh, when the UK or London um, was dealing with the plague, no one wanted to trade with the Brits, uh, but the Dutch did. Um, so the sailors or the traders would go over to the UK, but they all were scared or worried that they might die. So they would turn up completely drunk, uh, and that's where Dutch courage came from. Oh, apparently, that, allegedly. That's great. I like that. Yeah. Okay, how about this one then? <laughs> Do you, did you know that the Dutch were the tallest on average people in Europe? Well, we still are, aren't we? Yes. Do you know why yeah. that is? Um, Potatoes? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's all below sea level, so they've got to add a little bit more so they can see what's above on normal level. Peer, peer over the top. Yeah, it's not that. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. It's that the, the Dutch government sorry if I'm allowed to say that, the Nederlander government, um, after the Second World War, had a, a process where they bought in all healthy foods, give it to all the, the school children. So the school children had a strict diet post-Second World War of eating a very healthy food, which has meant, meant that they grew into the healthiest people in Europe, whereas in the UK we were still living on pork scratchings and packets of crisps and licking rubber off the middle of the M4. Whereas I the Dutch were out there that. getting, okay. that's it, yeah, getting proper vitamins, which made them the tallest people in Europe. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, just going to show. Do you know Anne Frank? Well, who doesn't? Oh, I don't. There we go. Well, obviously not on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I meant on a personal level. You've been around to her house. Also, one of the... Um... <laughs> I just sit that bit out. No, don't. Anne Frank's crucial. <laughs> I mean, my kids, my kids studied Anne Frank a lot at school. I studied Anne Frank myself. Come back, Bianca. I, I thought I wouldn't know. And of that bombshell. <laughs> Turn the microphone off. Uh, okay, well, to change tack a bit, you also know that they're one of the largest exporters of flowers in the world. Here we go. It's a nice well, fact. Well, over the cause of the first... Um, Financial crisis, weren't they? The was it the um, the bulb bob, bob, uh, bubble? They brought in the tulips. Yeah, yeah, the tulips. They started growing loads of tulips, and everyone started investing in them because they were doing so well. And it went up and up and up, and then it turned out to be a complete bubble. And the Dutch nearly broke down the brought down the global financial system, and that was Great. in the 1600s. Great, and we'll segue from there into property because that is something that is not. It's a great link there, okay? But it's something that's <laughs> not its not a bubble because if you consistently look at property over time, it is consi consistently an upward trend. Yes, there are some changes, like changes in tax, which is what's forced a lot of people down the company route now. So why don't we have a little bit of a chat about that, guys? Um, and then we can you know, perhaps go back to some Dutch facts afterwards. But what are, why are people interested in the company formation stuff, Bianca? You know, what's... Um, what what's driving it obviously it was the changes to mortgage interest relief at source 
when owning in a personal name that's forced people down this route what else is driving it and uh, yeah, yeah. what could you tell us well, I, I think um, uh, the, the tax efficiencies is the first reason why people start looking into this. And uh, there's a, a very interesting research report that was published last January. And um, uh, that was um, uh, carried out by a large estate agency in London in combination with Companies House. And what we could see in that research report is that up until about 2015, every year there were five to 10,000 new property holding companies set up on Companies House. Um, and then in 2015, that jumped up. And the last two years, we can talk about a very strong market trend. Um, so in 2019, there was a 23% uplift in new property holding companies created. So over 34,000 companies were set up. And in 2020, over 41,000 new companies were set up. And in fact, 65% of all buy-to-let properties in the UK were bought through property holding companies. Um, and that, that's a significant number. So there's over 230,000 active property holding companies in the UK today. And just in case it ever comes up on a pub quiz, um, property holding companies were the second most common company founded on Companies House in 2020, um, coming in just after uh, companies selling goods online. They came into first place. Of course, 2020 was the year of the pandemic. Um, so everyone started buying and selling goods online. So for property holding companies to come into second place is significant. Now, the reason for that, why, why this change happened is that the UK government in 2015 announced that as of 2017, property um, or mortgage interest rates were no longer fully offset from tax bills for individuals, but companies, they continue to be able to offset that in full. That's, that's good. That's, that's a, lot of, a lot of money uh, you can save there, I think. And what, what were you saying when we were speaking the other day? You were saying that, that you as GetGround, a company, have actually helped um, a certain percentage of you've been involved in setting up a certain percentage of those new companies in the UK can you can you did I remember that correctly uh, yes yes well yeah we like to think so uh, it's not, <laughs> we've, it's, we've made yeah. it a lot easier for investors to set up these companies and we've made it accessible to each investor now to, to benefit from these property holding companies because up until now it was only really associated with high net worth individuals and investors who would buy multiple assets and who had global assets and they would go through the expense and the, and the hassle of setting up these property holding companies. But it could take you six to eight weeks before the company is incorporated. It could easily set you back £2,000 per year to run these companies because you need to get a solicitor involved to structure it. You need to get an accountant involved to do your bookkeeping and your, your tax filing. And overall, it's just very costly. Now, a one-off investor that's buying a £150,000 property in Preston, they're not going to spend £2,000 to save some some yeah. funds on taxes it's it's just too too complicated and this is how we've changed the market because we through our technology i can do the company formation the, the legal structuring and the accounting and bookkeeping all through technology so we set up the company in 20 minutes because we do have uh, investment from the uk government and um, so we've been able to plug into their system and company's house so we can set up the companies in 20 minutes and we can run them at a very, very low cost as well. And that also then all of a sudden opens up the uh, ability to set up 
a one property, one company model. And that comes with more protection because each investment is ring-fenced by its own legal entity, which makes refinancing a lot easier. It gives you a lot more flexibility. And it also allows you to sell the company instead of selling the property. And that then comes up comes with a whole lot of different efficiencies and advantages as well. Okay. And who should do it then? So who I'm sure, um, you know, we, as I said, I think at the start, we're always getting asked about it. it, it should anyone own through a company? Is it just a one size fits all? We say, right, it's a buy to let, therefore go and set up a company or should we do some sort of research? Does it depend on the person's situation? Um, you know, what's yeah. your take on that? It, de- it depends on your investment strategy and your overall strategy, I guess. I mean, I'm of the opinion that anyone buying an investment property should buy through a company because technically it's a business. So why not keep it separate? Um, and, and I believe the holistic approach is, is far more important. Um, but then if you're just looking at, at from a, a tax point of view or an investment return point of view, then you need to look at, OK, what's your residency? Um, do you have any children? Is inheritance tax? Is that important to you? Um, will you move to the UK? What kind of taxpayer will you be? And then you need to look at, you know, more of your personal situation. Yeah. So it's it's individual. Stuart, you didn't you do a market wrap on this recently? You must have something intelligent to say about it. I don't know about intelligence, but um, <laughs> I have dealt with a lot of people um, and I do suggest to them that it's something they should really consider when making a buying decision. Is it best to go down the SBV route, special purpose vehicle, or is it best to go down the uh, private ownership thing? I mean, if you have, for example, two individuals with a £12,500 allowance and they've got rental income of, say, thirty to £40,000, at what stage would you say, you know, it's better to own through an SPV if they're not going to become resident in the UK. Could you comment on that? Or is that more of a technical thing? Yeah, well, then again, it is a very good question. And, and most investors will probably go down the personal ownership route. Um, but then what you also need to look at is, do you have any children? You know, how good is your health? Um, how long are you holding on to the property? Um, do you want to pass it on to your kids? Do you want to risk paying 40% inheritance tax? Or do you want to gift away part of the ownership in a very easy and efficient manner? And that is a lot easier to do through shares than if you were to own a property in your personal name. Um, yeah, that's so it's not a one, one size fits all. Um, we need to look at a lot of different moving parts. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that. I always thought that, you know, it was a bit more black and white. You know, you have two or three in your own personal name. Then once you get past that tax-free allowance, then you start looking at the company. But, um, you know, from a from a estate planning, inheritance planning and all that sort of stuff, it does make more sense to have it in a company straight away, right? So, um yeah, that was a good point. Thank you. It's also it's also a very easy way of keeping your children in, in check and make sure that they come and visit you every Christmas because you can reward them by giving them company shares if they come and see you. <laughs> that was, uh... no, that's not an incentive. If my children were to visit on a regular basis, I would soon become bored of it all. And um, I wouldn't want to give them any shares anyway, so no, not at all. <laughs> and I think if you've, got to, if you've got to try and, you know, incentivize your kids with uh, 
you know, I think yeah, there's yeah, some, some yeah. issues what you need it? to address there further. But I see what you maybe it's a Dutch thing. I don't know. It is. Sounds um, like <laughs> it. Sounds like the, the Dutch need to be the Dutch children need to be forced to come home. That sort of thing. Mind you, you read that story about the little boy in the dam. You made some little boy go and put his finger in the dam for a long time to stop the place flooding. And then I haven't the heard kid, that one. Have you not? Uh-huh. Oh, it's a catalogue of distressful stories you hear from Holland. I mean, the, the Dutch, I mean, even William of Orange went mad, didn't he? So the Dutch are well-known batheads. Really, did he? Yeah, he did. William of Orange, he came over to, he came over to be, become the um, king in England and um, went batty. That's quite crazy. That would happen to anyone living in England in the Middle Ages, I think, or whenever it was. But um, yeah, anyway, there you go. So... Uh, what else do we want to say? Have you got any questions? Any questions that you yes. can ask by investors? Yes. What are the, on average, running costs of running a company? So I've got to say a house, quarter of a million quid. I put it into, uh, I bought it through a um, shelf company, SPV. What would be the ongoing running cost per annum? Because this is a question that often comes up. Well, that depends on how, who you use. So we are 10 times more cost effective than anyone else in the market. And that is because we use technology to run these companies. Um, so our running cost is £240 per year. And that includes all of the accounting, the bookkeeping, the company auditing, including the annual tax filing as well. So all of the secretarial services related to running that company uh, is included in in the £240 per year subscription fee. Now, how that is actually charged is we would um, set up um, an auto pay um, or sorry, we call it auto pay in, in Hong Kong. It's a standing order in the UK um, of £20 plus VAT per month from the company bank account, which we also reset up a company financial account for all of our companies. Um, but we'll, we'll set up um, a standing order from the company financial account into our account of £20 plus VAT per month because our running costs or our su- subscription fee is also tax deductible um, from your corporation tax. Mm. Dang, dang, that is a good deal. Man, stop me and buy one. That is, sounds fantastic. What do you say, Cal? Where, where do I sign up? If I want to set one up, how do I do it? Getcrags.co.uk. Okay, and on, and on that note, guys, if you use special discount code APW at GetGround, you'll get three months free subscription, but you've got to use our code. Isn't that right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right, Okay. Uh, have we got any more questions? I, th- I think what have we looked at some of the benefits, how to set it up, how to know if it's right for you to set it up, what are the costs? I think the only other thing left to say would be, you know, if you want to have a chat with Bianca and find out in a bit more detail whether it's the sort of thing that would be suitable for you, obviously you can have a chat with ourselves here at APW, but if you then want to take it a step further and speak to a third party and, and get, get a bit more in-detailed analysis, then uh, let us know and we can put you in touch with Bianca and I'm sure Bianca would be happy to have a chat with you. Uh, That's over, great. Over and above that, you can check out, uh, we did a shorter video version of this on our YouTube. If, if you want anyone to wants to know more about these property holding companies that say just reach out to Callum or Stewart and they can link you with uh, with me and uh, we can set up set up a call excellent okay thank you very much I think unless anyone has got some parting comments I'd like to leave I think we should leave it there that's been pretty good we've done 40, 40 minutes
Okay, I've got to say I'm a little bit disappointed about Anne Frank. I mean, have you even been around to her house? She's frozen. She's frozen. Doesn't look, <laughs> doesn't look happy with you though. <laughs> yeah. She's no, unfrozen now. You've unfrozen. Yeah, I think that she right. tended to You're freeze back. then. She, she, she tended to freeze, so she didn't have to answer the Anne Frank question. So oh. on that bombshell, <laughs> uh, I've never My been to Anne Frank's house. Um, yeah, well, on that bombshell. I think we'll leave it there. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Bianca, for your time. Appreciate that. Uh, if we can, we'll point anyone in your direction and then perhaps we can schedule in time to get you back on the amazing APW podcast in, um, in a month or two and we can, you know, we can review the situation and you can let us know what's going on in the, in the market. It's great. Thank you so much for having me. It's great. Thanks, guys. Take care.